In only her second year in the league, Portland's Sam Coffey has established herself as one of the NWSL's most complete players. Anchoring the Thorns midfield, she was both a disruptor on defense and an orchestrator in the attack. As an MVP finalist, Coffey led the league in assists, setting up goals for seven different players this season. I sat down with the 2023 NWSL Best 11 presented by MasterCard honoree to discuss how she strives to impact every moment of the game and how she led Portland through the season's highs and lows. Sam, I have to say congratulations on being named to the 2023 NWSL Best 11 presented by MasterCard. This is old hat for you. What, two years in a row coming off your rookie season? It's a repeat performance. Did you expect that at the start of the season? Um, expect? No, I, I try not to expect anything in, in this profession. I think I've, I learned that quickly. Um, it's such an honor though. And, and one that I'm really grateful for. Uh, but every season I go in with the mindset of just being the best that I can be for, for my team and helping my team win games and win championships. And that mindset was the same going into this year. And the fact that it led to um, another honor like this is really special and something that I don't take for granted at all. We'll talk about that because you're making the transition from the college game to the pro game look incredibly seamless. And I don't think as many players handle it with the grace and excellence that you, that you are, quite honestly. Why do you think that you're having su such success so early on? Oh, man. I mean, I've probably a million one people that I could thank for that. I would say first and foremost, just coming out of college, I will say that the staff and culture at Penn State prepared me unlike anything else, I think, to be a pro. Um, the program is one that is just so excellent and breeds excellence and prepares players for whatever it is that they go on to do after life at Penn State. And so um, I have to shout them out because uh, I, I don't think I would be in this position if it if it weren't for them. Um, but I think it's it's ultimately just um, I think the culture too that I'm a part of with the Thorns. I think it is another culture that is so excellent and so um, team before self, and one that just inspires me again to be the best that I can be every day, um, whatever that might look like and whatever my role might be for the team. Um, if that's like making big defensive plays or assisting or whatever it might be, like I, I just consistently want to show up and be the best that I can be for the team. And um, I think coming into this league is intimidating. It's overwhelming as a new player. There's so much talent. The game is so different as a pro than it is in college. Um, but I think my mindset has ultimately just been take it as it comes and, and ultimately just to enjoy it. Like I never want to lose sight of the love that I have for the game and the fact that I get to do what I love most for a living. And yeah, there's pressure that comes with that. There are big moments, there are scary moments, there are highs and lows, um, as we all know so well, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like it's just this incredible journey that I get to be on and I get to enjoy. And I think my mindset in just having fun with that allows me to just play freely and be me. And um, it's led me to so many amazing things so far. And so I'm just excited for the future. Well, you talked about the transition from the pro, the collegiate game to the pro game. Was there anything that surprised you about stepping up to this level? I mean, I would just say like the elevation of play is shocking. Like you just go from 
I mean, collegiate division one soccer obviously is really competitive, but then you're going into a league where players are faster and stronger and smarter, and you have to think one, two, three steps ahead at all times. And I think I learned that really quickly and coming into, um, coming into the league, obviously as a new player, but then coming in, playing a newer role as a six was not something that I did in college was just like this other adventure of like, okay, well, I'm just going to do my best because I don't really know what I'm doing here. Um, and it's just become something that I've grown to love so much. Um, what do you love but, about it? Oh, man, Allie, I mean, we could talk all day. But um, I, think, I, I think ultimately what I love most about it is, one, how simple it is, but two, how important it is too. Like it is such an overlooked position, I think. Um, and it's not one that's flashy. It's not one that maybe gets all the attention. It's, it's how clean can you be? It's how, um, precise can you be with your passing? How can you be in the right place at the right time? How can you affect play the most? How can you be kind of this like nucleus, um, for your team? And I think I love the side of it that, um, doesn't get like the credit and, doesn't maybe isn't like the headline position. I think that that kind of like fits with my personality, but I also love like how integral it is to a team success. And whether that means like I'm the one getting on the ball or if I'm the one affecting the positioning of the defenders around me so that someone else can get on the ball, or if I'm screening a passing lane, so another one opens, like it's kind of this selfless position, I guess, in many ways. Um, But one that's so important to like setting the rhythm and tempo for a team. And I just, I love that. Like, I love the dirty work in it. I didn't always, but now I do. Um, <laughs> a 10 to a six. I mean, that's a hard I know. Transition. I mean, like if you watch my, my first, my first, my freshman and sophomore year at Boston college, like I did very minimal defending, very minimal. <laughs> and it was great. But then once transferring to Penn state, I learned the harsh lesson that in order to make it, the highest level you do in fact have to defend. And they don't yeah. have to do that thankfully. And I'm still learning, but um <laughs> But yeah, I love like the grittiness in it. I love that sometimes it's ugly. I love that. um, Yeah, it is so nuanced, but it's also so simple. And um, I love that like there, it's just about being clean, being accurate, being precise, um, being again in the right places at the right time, supporting your teammates. Like how can I ultimately like my position is to be there for other people on the field. And I think that that is really cool. And that doesn't always mean, again, that I'm the one who's going to be the one on the ball or even be a part of the attack um, or the play. I'm like in this kind of central spot that's um, that can sometimes be overlooked. But yeah, as I learn and grow in this role, like I just fall more and more in love with it. And I just want to be the best six that I can be. Yeah, there. I think we talked about this before, but there's this great quote about Sergio Busquets and how mm-hmm. you can watch a whole game and never see Sergio Busquets. You yes. can watch Ser- Sergio Busquets and you can see the whole game. And yeah, I think it. that's so elucidating of everything that you just hit yes. on. Is there one so thing, though, as that six that brings you the most joy of any other action? Hmm. Hmm. I action that's hard to say i mean there's so much about it but i would say like one movement one action one one influential I would say something something for me that i i try to be really intentional about is like just being the linchpin and being someone that again like i i play the ball forward or i play the ball 
laterally to one of our fullbacks, like, how can I get on it again and turn and play forward and get on it again and turn and play back, turn again, like little one touch movements, one touch passing. How can I turn um, and be brave in tight spaces, like something that Busquets does so brilliantly well. Um, And I think that concept of kind of like being this central, um, like quarterback almost for our team and how I can do that with my voice, how I can do that uh, with my body language, with the way I defend, the way that I try to play forward, um, I think has been something that I, I love so much. I think there's been a lot of moments this season where we've been up and down and um, have had momentum shifts and things. And so something that I reflect on a lot and take really personally is how I can help the team in those moments. Like how can I be the one to step on the ball, slow the game down, speed the game up? Like how can I help us find our rhythm? Um, And for me, that looks, that can look like different in so many different circumstances. Um, But I think for me, that's, that's my favorite part is being able to kind of be that linchpin and be someone who can help the team find and keep a rhythm. Was there a player that you model your game after when you transitioned to be a six? Uh, there are a lot. There are a few. I would say Busquets is one. I really am loving watching Enzo Fernandez on Chelsea right now. So I'm good. A fan, so I can't believe I'm choosing a, a All for, Yeah, player. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but shout out Arsenal, uh, Declan Rice, I think is another. He's a little bit more like of an eight. But um, and then Rodrigo on Man City, I would say is like, again, one yeah. that just like if he is on the field, they play so differently compared to if he is not. And on the women's side, I would say like Kira Walsh is definitely one that I love. I love to watch. She is, again, like the center of everything for them. She gets yeah. it. She finds it. She moves again. Her movement is so simple, but also is so effective. And I think that, yeah. that there it is such a unique position in that way where um, it might look easy and it looks maybe like it, it is something that that isn't necessarily integral to a team's success, but um you're right kind of in like the, the forefront of everything and all the action yeah and, um but you also maybe don't yeah you're not getting all the credit or it's not flashy it's not a desirable position necessarily and that's why I didn't want to play it in college <laughs> um but I've just grown to really I, I really I threw up I threw up it um but I really just have grown to to love it so much and and I think that's a testament to like playing at a higher level now where you know, in college, this the six is maybe more of a position that's a lot of dirty work and you're not really getting on the ball a ton because it's so right. transitional. But in the league where, you know, and especially on a team like the Thorns where we value build up and possession, like you really do get to be this kind of like heartbeat and center of, of everything. And I just love being able to be a part of that. Well, what's next for you in the evolution as a six? Eight assists already in this 2023 season. But what can you do now to to raise that level even further? Oh man. I mean, that's like the question I ask myself every day. I, I, I think, you know, even you asked me about, um, transition to being a pro, like that has been the question of how can I continue to grow and how can I continue to be my best is, um, the center of everything that I do and ultimately why I am playing in the first place. Um, I will say, yeah, love the passing side, love the the playmaking side of being a six two, even if that is from like a more deep line position. Um, I think just continuing to be really aggressive and like this uh defensive minded six as well that can break up play and disrupt play and kind of have moments of being a little bit more of a bulldozer at times yeah. is something I think that has come less naturally to me from being more of an attacking minded player, but 
um, something again, that through this year, I'm really growing to love and enjoy and be in this position. And that's like the gritty and ugly part yeah. of, of that role. Um, but something again, that that's so important for the team. So I would say the defensive aspects of, um, of the position are the ones that I'm really focused on continuing to improve. Yeah. And, and obviously the U S doesn't have a, a pure six, right? We haven't for a bit, I would say it's a fair statement. Is that mm-hmm. something that, you know, you hope that you can step into? I know you've been with a national team for caps already, but is this something that is very close to, to what you're driving towards? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, you know, I think, um, you know, as we shift to a new staff now, I'm sure yeah. all those things will look different, but I mean, of course that is my, my biggest and greatest goal is to, to play for the women's national team and to be an impact player for them. And, um, I believe I can be that. And I want to just continue to bring what I bring, um, every day to, to that environment. And again, even, you know, me just mentioning the defensive aspects of like growing in the defensive aspects of six is something that I know, um, will not only serve my environment here in Portland, but, um, hopefully the U S environment as well. And yeah, I ultimately just want to continue to, improve so I can just help both teams win. (laughs) Well, selfishly, I would love to see that. I'd love to see you get out there. Let's talk about the environment in Portland because you guys set the standard for so long in the league and, and, you know, yes, you're, you're new as of last season, but what is the Portland training environment? Like you talk about being team first over the individual, but what is it like iron sharpening iron? Mm. I, like I showed up last year and I, I, like I said, I had this mindset of, well, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I might as well just show up and be me and have fun and enjoy it. Like, you know, transitioning to a pro, you have no idea. And I'm like looking around at all of these players that I've grown up watching, idolizing. Um, and now they're like, I'm sharing a locker room with them and I'm, they're, they're giving me feedback and they're, um, they're lifting me up with encouragement. And I'm like, is this happening? (laughs) Um, we have such a unique locker room. We have a team, I think a rare team that truly cares and respects each other. Um, and I will say like, I going to practice, like even just, even just like the commute in the morning and it's a long year, as you know, Allie, yeah, but going like commuting to the the stadium in the morning. Like I just, I look forward to it every day because I get to walk into a place where I just feel loved and cared for and seen and inspired. And I'm, I'm pushed every day to be better. Um, there hasn't been a day in my time here where I've felt comfortable. And I think that that's such an important part of just development and growing is just constantly like being out of your comfort zone. Um, and that's, you know, a testament to our staff, a testament to our players, but we just have like such a loving and fun environment to play in as well. And, you know, we joke when it's time to joke and we lock in when it's time to lock in and there's a balance of those things that can be found. But I think, um, you know, our club is special in that way um, where players really look forward to going in every single day and they love it. And it's a place that they want to be in and be at, um, you know, the culture is one where 
again, you are, you're pushed to be your absolute best every day. And you have Becky behind you and you have Crystal and Soph <laughs> in front of you and Sinky. Like, I mean, I could name anybody on our, on our roster, but I look around sometimes and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'll start team. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and I just, I feel so fortunate that I get to be on this journey with, yes, these women as soccer players, but also just like these women as people, because they're such phenomenal people. And, um, and we do just, we just have the best time. And it's been such a joy to, to be a part of and to, to be on this team. And, you know, last year winning was such a phenomenal experience. And of course, you know, we fell short of that goal this year, which was crushing, but I'll always stand by them. And I know that they'll always stand by me. And I think that that's something that's so special is we always have each other's back. And I know that we are going to take this defeat and this setback and just take it in the next year and turn it into something that's really beautiful. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I don't think that most of the general public understands that what you have in in Portland, the way you just described it, that that's actually a unique environment on a professional sports team. Everyone envisions it as a sisterhood and it rarely reflects that reality, but it's pretty special that you guys have that going in Portland. So when you talk about the disappointment of this season for the group, does it make it more bearable because you do have this incredible network? Or does it make it more painful because you know that you have something intangible that most don't? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I, it's not perfect as any team, you know, like, like any family, we've got our problems. We have our, <laughs> our moments. Um, but I will say, I think our approach to things and how deeply we care about our craft, how deeply we care about our team, how, how much we're committed to it in my opinion, is the only way to go about this line of work is the only way to approach things. But on the flip side, it makes it hurt like hell when it doesn't go the way that you want it to. And that's what um, Sunday was, was just like, you're wearing your heart on our, we're wearing our heart on our sleeve. We're leaving everything out there. We are doing everything we can on and off the field. We have the belief, we have the talent, we have the culture, we have what it takes and we fall short. And that's crushing. It's crushing for any team. But I think, you know, even just like looking around at the faces on the field after the game and seeing just how distraught people were, but also the love that was there and everybody going up to each other and hugging, hugging people's families, having long conversations, people crying in each other's arms. Like we're in that together and no one is alone in that. And I know that this team wouldn't choose to do it any other way other than to leave it all out there and to pour our whole self, our whole being into what we want this team to be and what we want to accomplish. And our goal was to win a championship and we fell short of that goal this year. Um, And I think again, that care and that desire that we have for the city and for our fans and for our club does make it, hurt a little bit more. It's easy when you're kind of detached. You're like, oh, okay, we yeah. lost. There's always next year. Like that's an easy way to go about things, but that doesn't make it worth it. And that is not the way that we do things. And I wouldn't change that for the world, no matter how much it may hurt. It also makes the flip side of the wins, the epic wins yeah. that we've had and the championships we have won all the more sweeter. Um, and so it is this kind of give and take and this, yeah. uh, there's like a, it's like a dichotomy, you know, it's, it yep. sucks when it doesn't go your way, 
But at the same time, the reason I love this place so much and the reason I do look forward to going in every day, the reason I, um, you know, I love the locker room the way I do and, and our locker room is the way that it is, is because we approach it this way. And with that comes, comes heartbreak. And that's what we're, we're feeling right now. But there's not a doubt in my mind that we're going to take it and feel it and, and now move forward with it. Yeah, what do you think uh, was the reason you guys fell short? I don't know if there's a reason um, <laughs> that like I can pinpoint one thing. I didn't think, I thought we, I thought we played a good game. I really did. I think everybody left every ounce of themselves out there. I, you just have to credit Gotham. They were really yeah. good and they're well coached and Katie Stable scored a banger and it sucks. <laughs> she did like it. They just, they, they ultimately found a way and we, we didn't. And that sucks to say, um, despite our performance and how much effort we put in and our grit and our fight through it, we, we didn't manage to just find that way. And I think that's been a theme a little bit this year that I know that we're going to take into the off season and work on is gritty wins and, and finding a way even when the odds are against us or when we're down or when we're hitting some adversity, um, and that makes me really excited because I think there have been, we've been a little bit too inconsistent this year and there have been a few too many ups and downs um, that have stung. And it makes me excited to think about having this off season, having this time to address those things and just to attack 2024 and be more consistent and, um, and a team that can find a way no matter what. It sounds like you're a leader of that team. And by all accounts from all the veterans that I've talked to, they've said that, that you're wise beyond your years and that you step up in ways that, that you wouldn't see out of a typical younger player. Would you think that, that the way that you have the ability to lead this team can last, uh, leave a lasting legacy for that next generation? I hope so. I, uh, I mean, I feel I don't take, any form of leadership lightly. Um, I think even coming in last year, I, I would, you know, I came from, you know, my collegiate team where I was a captain and then you're suddenly like a freshman again. It's like, whoa, like this is, yeah. this is familiar, but I haven't been this in a while. I haven't felt this in a while. And I think through the, you know, encouragement of, of my teammates and, and staff last year, I, I quickly realized that like I owed it to myself, to my team, to the club, to one, be a follower of the people who have been here, who are leading, who know the way, who I would entrust my life with, you know, the Beckys, the Sinkies, the Clings, I mean, a million others, but also to bring um, the voice and the leadership that I do bring in whatever way that looks like. And that's not going to mean I have the experience because I don't. I've played at la you know last year. Like I had been like two or three games. I'm like, okay, yeah. I've been here for five minutes, um, you know. And that can I think that often can psych us out of um, like coming into a space and 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 bringing who we are. But I really vowed to myself and and to my teammates that I wouldn't allow that to happen because I. I felt confident in the things that I did bring and the attributes of mine that I felt could help the team. And for me last year, that was my voice on the field and being someone that could bring energy and communicate loudly and um, help organize people in the field that I could bring someone who brings like a lightness and a fun and a joy <laughs> to training and to, and to games. Um, 
but not just to like take the cop out of like, oh, well, I haven't been here. So I'm not right. going to step up in the ways that I really believe that I can. And I was just constantly encouraged to do that. And that I, you know, despite my lack of time or experience or games played or whatever it might be that I, I owed it to the people around me to bring the best, like the best of me. And for me, that yeah. that does have a side of leadership. And this year, I've just tried to kind of feed into that more and to not allow this narrative of, oh, well, it's only my second year and I still don't really know. And um, I'm still figuring things out, which I completely am, uh, but not allow those things to kind of um, gaslight me out of showing up and yeah. showing up uh, authentically and, and wholly as myself. And for me, that authentic version of Sam is also leading in any way that I can. Um, and I mean, we just have such a, such an unbelievable group of leaders on this team and everybody, everybody's a leader. I, I truly believe that whether you are not dressing or you're playing 90 minutes, I think we all lead in our own ways and we all ultimately have influence. And I yeah. always want whatever my influence is to be one that's positive and helps the team move forward and win games and be the best that it can be. And to think that I don't have that or to, right. um, again, like almost like it's like imposter syndrome, almost like think that I, because I don't have X, Y, Z that I can't show up and be a positive force in this group. I don't think serves my team. Well, doesn't serve the club right. well, doesn't serve it, it. It, it cheats myself. And so I think we're all called to do that. And our team does such a phenomenal job of leaning into that in whatever way that looks like embracing your role to the maximum capacity and just doing it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yes, <laughs> I mean, definitely. What I, I would a hundred percent agree with you though, how incredibly important it is for, for everyone to buy in when you guys reflect on your season, then obviously still a remarkable season, you know, you guys finished second in the shield race and then semifinal exit, but was there a point when you recognized you said we weren't that consistent or as consistent as we should have been collectively over the course of the year? It's hard with a, a World Cup thrown in the middle. But was there a point when you realized that the the shield was no longer in your control? No, <laughs> uh, no. If I'm being honest, I I didn't believe that we wouldn't do any of the things that we set out to do until they were done. If that makes sense. So like yeah. until we lost and the shield was not in our hands, I didn't believe that we weren't going to win it. Uh, and until we lost on Sunday, I had no doubt in my mind that we weren't going to win the championship. And that's not to sound like arrogant or like, oh, we, we you know, yeah. we're the thorns. We just are going to win. Like, absolutely not. That is something I've learned very quickly, too, is like. This league is so unbelievably competitive. Yeah. And I don't even know why there are rankings because anyone can be anyone on any given day. And we've learned that the hard way this year and last year, like it is such a toss up and there's so much talent and incredible coaching, incredible players throughout the league that, I mean, that's why it's one of the best in the world is like, I mean, even last year we were on the brink of the shield, last place Gotham beats us and we don't win it. And it's like, where else does that happen? <laughs> you know? And so, and that's, I mean, I, I love that about the NWSL and I yeah. just think one of the greatest parts about it is how competitive it is. Um, but I think our, our, uh, a key part of our team and a key part of our culture is just like the belief that we're going to get it done and yeah. that we're not, it's not over till it's over. And we might have, you know, a disappointing loss that 
maybe puts us in a worse position that we may not win it. You know, like we had, um, we lost to San Diego close to the end of the season that put us in a worse position to win the shield. But like, even after that, it's like, we're looking forward. How, what can we control? What is out of our control? Like, what do we need to take care of? Um, and the team, I think really just leans into the constant belief that it's possible. And if we just continue to do the little things day in and day out, that we're going to find a way to get it done. And again, on the flip side, that makes it all the more painful when it doesn't happen. Um, but there definitely wasn't a point this season where I was like, nah, it's not going to happen for us. Or, right. Um, we don't have it this year. You know, there were many ups and downs, um, maybe too many downs that I would have liked, <laughs> but but I, I do believe that so many of those losses or ties or whatever they were that felt disappointing um, in the moment just kept preparing us for what was to come this year. And to your point, it wasn't, I think, being two days after a semifinal loss, I'm yeah. still in a, a phase where I'm like, oh, well, we fell short of everything and it's, <laughs> it's so disappointing and I'm still definitely like navigating the emotion of it all. But to your point, there were so many incredible moments this season and moments that we need to be proud of. And that was something I, I shared with the team after we lost on Sunday was that like we just kept getting back up this year. And there have been many things, whether public knowledge or not, that this team has fought through um, to get to the point that we were at on Sunday. And that is no small feat. And we are a group, I think, that is so resilient despite so much adversity. And that I'm just proud of the group and proud of the way that we do continue to get back up despite the odds sometimes being against us. And I know that that quality that I think is so inherent to the thorns is only going to propel us into great things in 2024. And I'm just excited to be a part of it. Well, with so many highs and so many lows, what would be your 2023 priceless moment of the season? My priceless moment of the season, I would say, was winning at home against North Carolina when we were down to 10 men. It was, we were in the middle of like the forest fires. So the the air quality was, I don't even remember the number. It was high though. It was like, we were questioning like if we could play or not. So that was like the first part of the day that was, that was the first bout with adversity that we had. And then we got a red card in like the 10th or 11th minute. Carolina scores. We're down with nothing. We're like, woof. We can't breathe. We're down 10 again. Like, <laughs> this is going to be an uphill battle. But that, that to me was just like the DNA of this team. Um, of just like rolling up our sleeves. Odds are against us. Okay. Let's go. Let's just, let's get it done. Let's work for each other. Let's find a way when Carolina's passing around us and we're in a low block and it's not fun. And we did, we did, we found, we found a way. And we, we, I think that was, we were like the first team to ever win um, while playing down to 10 men. Um, and so I would say that that wins my priceless moment. I think that is like all that you need to know about this team and this club and something that I know we're just going to continue to build on in the next year. Well, well said, because I'll tell you what, that's not the Portland that I knew of maybe seven or eight years ago. And so that sounds like a very different DNA, but I will tell you this, Sam, the incredible wisdom and, and peace at, with which you speak and lead is, is really something that is remarkable to be seen. 
from my vantage point, I've spoken to a lot of, of young athletes and you are absolutely wise beyond your years. So we're very excited to watch the rest of your career unfold and we can't wait to witness what you do next. So congratulations again. Thank you so much, Ali. I appreciate it. Thank you.